And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, we as Christians have such incredible hope. God has promised us an eternity filled with great things and absence of terrible future experiences. And we hold firmly to the understanding that the redeeming work of Jesus Christ solidified our salvation. In that sense, we have such a wonderful gift of salvation. The future is outstanding. The past is the greatest act of love. And the present is the journey that's in between. Next, where are you going today, Napoleon? None of your business. Gosh! Yep, we might as well get a grip that this movie clip is closer to the truth than our brilliance. So what is the Holy Spirit going to do today, and what does he want to do with you and me today? Gosh, I don't know. We don't know, because his wisdom is higher than ours, so we need to trust God and be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. You and I are a part of the church, so then maybe we should listen. And finally, as smart as humanity thinks they are, they're not. Don't go anywhere yet. How about this one? As brilliant as Christians believe they are, they're not. Yep. God has indeed given us a grasp of who he is. But we have that because God gives it to us. It's not to say and believe uh, that his way, it's not to say and to miss and to understand his understanding. It's to catch that his ways are higher than our ways. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. It's not a problem. Comes right here to my 50-cent Chromebook going down by the day as it doesn't work worse and worse every day. But you can email during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. If it's not working, then you'll have to email me. And if the email's not working, then you'd have to text me. You know, one way or another, it's got to work. 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You know what's special about that? When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? You want to know what that's like? Huh? 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 That's like receiving an unexpected inheritance. Wow! And then you will be... Sailing takes me away 
Don't you wish you were that good? I mean, seriously, would that just not be great? Might be overselling it just a just little. Just a little. Bit. Just a little. Uh, bottom line, maybe you have a thought, a question, an opinion, a comment. That's cool. We want you to be able to share that. We want you to be able to share things that are going on. Praise reports are fantastic. Prayer requests are fantastic. In fact, we're going to pray. We've already prayed for the audience and for their health. We're going to be praying for the United States as well as for Ukraine. Uh, everybody and everything everywhere can use prayer. That's all I can say. Everywhere, everybody, everything needs prayer right now. The the. Focus on this, though, is not just to call and complain because the idea is that there are many things to complain about and opportunities to share that expression of frustration. We don't deny that in any way, shape, or form. We're just trying to make it so that during the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and twice on Saturday because there are replays, you get a little bit of time just to go, ha I can just relax for a few moments. That's what we're looking for, to give you a little bit of freshness and fresh air. That's all. And hopefully we get to do that, and it's a blessing for you. So you can do praise reports or prayer requests. You can ask questions. You know, I know people want to know the really big, big, big questions, but the answer is I don't know how to how to make good bread by myself. I just don't. I have to buy it. I, I know. That's terrible, isn't it? And then the biggest question, of course, that everybody wants to know is, all right, here's our first trivia question. <laughs> see, see, I just left that. And just let people go, what is that big first question? Nah, I'm not telling you. Here's your first uh, trivia question of this half, of this third, of this last hour. It says this, about whom was this question asked? So about whom was this question asked? Why do you look for the living among the dead? Who was that in reference to? If you think you know, you can reach out to us. The way to do that is you want to either... Call us, not like 972-445-0770. Text us, 214-210-8483. Or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You can answer it that way. Uh, I do want to pray for our country and for the Ukraine, so we'll start off by doing that. We'll do our DNA later on. We've got everything kind of coordinated. Let's pray for our country. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for the country we live in. It's fantastic. It's awesome. We are so blessed. We are blessed to be a part of this country. I love what your servant said, Billy Graham. If you're in the United States, you are the rich man. That's so true. And Lord, we pray for our country because it's facing a lot of division, a lot of hatred, and a lot of anger. And we just pray that in the leadership that your spirit can take not can, that your spirit will take control and that those people would operate in the fear of God and not the fear of man. And we pray you'd bring peace to Ukraine, which is just a mess, and somehow out of the midst of that darkness, bring bright light and the fullness and the proclamation of the gospel. We pray for our countries. We pray for the people. We pray for Christians to maintain a right spirit, not get caught up in either the need to depart or the need to fight, but to be led day by day in your spirit. Help us do it right. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we got that covered. We'll do the trivia question one more time. Then we'll fire into the teaching, the trivia question about whom was this question asked, or who is it referring to? 
Why do you look for the living among the dead? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody that is uh, reaching out to us, so we will give them that opportunity uh, to answer the trivia question. So we like doing that. I mean, that's kind of a fun part of what we do. Uh, in the meantime, I want to keep you guys on top of stuff. We prayed for the audience. you got to be praying for the audience on a regular basis. And then the last thing is keep praying for me on the schooling. i got a lot of distractions coming these next couple of weeks, and i got a lot of schooling coming these next couple of weeks. And somewhere in between that, I need to walk the right path. So I could just only simply ask you for help in that. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, let's send them through. Ding, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Ken. Hey, Ken, how are you? I am wonderful. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Are you ready for this? You feeling pretty good? I am ready. I think I'm ready. All right, here you go. Here we go. Here we, here we, we're going to hit it right now. About whom was this question asked? Why do you look for the living among the dead? Who was that reference to? Well, I think that was Jesus telling the apostles when someone wanted to go bury their uncle. All right, now let's take it, it to, let's okay. take it to another place, all right? When this was this was this was an angel who said this to the women. Do you remember who, at what point they would have said this? What did Je Jesus had died and oh, then, at the tomb, right? Why are you looking for him here? Yeah, so that's fine. You'll get there. So who? What happened to Jesus? That 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 what was spoken? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Because they thought he was dead, but he did what? But he was resurrected. That's right. So they were talking about Jesus. And so, the resurrection. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what do you? Why do you look for the living among the dead? And people are searching for Jesus in the dead part of it. And it's like, dude, he's alive. Okay, got to stop doing that. That's one of the things that is important. Is that for the Christian faith, a lot of people take Jesus right to the point of he died, and then they forget without the resurrection, <laughs> we're we're in a lot of trouble, right? Yeah, we yeah, I'd, I'd change game plan. Yes, exactly. That's what Paul said. He said, "Look, without the resurrection, we're of all men most miserable." I think he was saying, "I'm not going through all this stuff without a resurrection in it." What are you crazy? I mean, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, you got to have that. That's our hope. Died for nothing. He, he didn't do that for any for nothing. He, you know, that's uh, there's all kinds of ways to disgrace that. Yep, exactly, exactly. See, but you got there. It just took a little extra. We got you there. Well, I knew I'd get the right answer with a little coaching, that's for sure. <laughs> God bless you. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> Excellent job, though. I love it. I love that you call. Never, ever, ever hesitate to call. Always call in and share, okay? Well, sometimes, you know, yesterday I sent in the text uh, Genesis, and I, and then you, then no one called and answered that question. Where What was that question? I remember it was Genesis. Yeah. It was anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I was just trying to, I figured, you know, Deborah would call. <laughs> you just don't know, do you? You don't know or what H, people are you doing. Know what I mean, there'd be one of them. So, you know, there's a whole handful of them, you know, it's like, well, I, I want to get there just before Deborah. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> Hi, <Deborah. laughs> That's great. Excellent job, anyway, brother. All right. Thanks, David. God bless you and all your audience. All right. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. It's too much fun.
That's what the show is just for. All right, now I got this teaching, but we were talking about it. So I want to take the break, but we are discussing going into three sections versus four in the last hour. So uh, something that Chris brought up to me, although i got to bring it up with Aunt Deb, we've got to have a meeting about it and talk about it and go blah, 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 so we can figure out what we're doing. But it is a thought about it, so let's keep that in mind. But we'll take our break and come back because it's just a lot to go to today. Uh, so here's my exit. i got to read my exit thing, right? Okay. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus, and there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I was just thinking about something, so I wanted to share it because it just kind of went through uh, my left and right ear, and sometimes that's the Lord, so I want to make sure. So uh, in the very first part of the show, the first third of the first half of the first quarter of the show, I was talking about the Word of God, and it dawned on me that that sometimes people think, oh, you know, I know, I know, I know. I've got I got to tell you something that I can be a witness to after being a, a remotely committed Christian for 43 years. And that is, you can never hear the same teachings enough times. And that by what I, why I say that is because I, I think of like Easter, and then people hear, oh, it's the same Easter message, the same Easter message. It's like that message is the breath of life. And if you don't understand that, you don't, you're not getting revived by, you know, by the breath of life. And it's so important. And so with that, I'll tell this joke prior to my other jokes, and that is the classic John 3.16 Preacher comes in, uh, or uh, the uh, evangelist comes in. Preacher says, "Come preach for me." Th- you know, four nights. Preaches the first night, John three sixteen. Preaches the second night, John three sixteen. Third night, he preaches John three sixteen. The pastor says, "Hey, for three nights in a row, you've been preaching John three sixteen. And the evangelist goes, "And I'll preach it again tonight until your people get it right." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> such a great joke. It's a classic. So anyway, so no matter how many times or whatever, that's just, you can't, I can't even stress that. And that, that's even what Peter said, to write this again for for you is helpful. It's like, look, I gotta, I gotta tell you again and again. Why? Why do we need four Gospels? <laughs> because we, we probably could have used 30 the way we are, but four was all that the Lord decided. And yes, people use numerology and that. Oh, stop it. Okay. All right. Here's your next trivia question. True or false? Now watch. Watch. Now, this deserves half a horn. Can you do a half a horn? Are we able to do a half a horn? Let's try it. Let's see. Well, that was one. Okay, that's good. That's half a horn. True or false? Now, so, so it's kind of something you should be aware of. True or false? Peter went into the tomb, the empty tomb, where Jesus had been before John did. Peter, now think it carefully. Peter went into the empty tomb, not arrived at, went into the empty tomb where Jesus had been before John did. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. 972-445-0770 is the number. That's the great thing about the show. If you if it's a true or false, if you're wrong, it's not hard to get you to the right place. Uh, text 214-210-8483. And then also uh, David at He Must Increase dot org right okay all right so see the question is i'm going to repeat the question because i don't want anybody to misunderstand true or false peter went peter went into the empty tomb where jesus had been before john did see how i see how i asked that okay peter it's true or false peter went into the empty tomb not arrived at went into the empty tomb before John did. True or false? Okay, so uh, with that in mind, do we have somebody that's ready to answer? Okay, let's bring them through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. This is Will Rogers. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I am better. Thank you for asking. It's, I love that you asked me that. I am doing better. I'm doing really good. 
As long as I get my homework done this week, I'll be really, really happy. Uh, okay, now this is kind of sneaky tricky, so I'm trying to kind of set this up so people understand it. Is it true or false that Peter not arrived at the tomb before John, but went into the tomb before John? Well, uh, 50-59. Peter went in. John got there first and looked, but Peter ran in without looking to see what was going on. That is correct. So he did actually go in first. Peter went in first because John stopped. He ran there. He outran Peter, which I don't know if that's a personal dig on Peter. I'm not sure where they were going with that one. But it's like he outran him, right? And then Peter, but Peter doesn't stop. And actually, I've talked about that before, that Peter's faith was so great, he wouldn't stop and look. He'd go right in. And so he did actually go in before John. So it would be true that he went in before John. So you're right. John got there first, but Peter went in first. I I think he outran Peter because Peter was an old man compared to him. (laughs) You think that Peter— Kind of like me compared to you. Kind of of a girth kind of scenario or just that John had better sneakers? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Better sandals. Yeah, got it. Better sandals. That's it. The the Nike sandals. That's it. That's hilarious. Excellent job, brother. Very, very good work. And you have a blessed day, sir. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. Okay. Now, I got to do this. uh, I better wait. Oh, I got so much to do, right, because we still have DNA. and All right. So I got to do this one joke. All right. Don't get mad at me. It's just short. It's kind of funny. Okay. Chris just shook his head. All right, here we go. An impoverished older man applied for membership in a rich church. The pastor attempted to put him off with all kinds of evasive remarks and finally dismissed him saying, go ahead and pray on it. Several days later, he returned. Well, asked the pastor, did the Lord give you a message? Yes, sir, he did. The older man answered. He told me it wasn't any use. He said to me, I've been trying to get into that same church myself for 10 years, and I still can't make it. You see, that was God trying to get into the church. See, see? <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. I've seen worse. All right. Hang in there. <laughs> okay. All right. Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. Well, let's just actually do John 3, 1, 1 through 8 first, then Isaiah. There was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. No one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Verily, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they're old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone born of the spirit. So the most important thing, and we'll... <clears throat> Take a little extra time on this, so I'll just kind of cue you when we're going to exit. But 
most important thing to understand is so the, the Nicodemus comes, he asks him these questions, and they're actually they're good questions. I don't know why this is a. I mean, he should get some props. I mean, he believes in Jesus, and he's asking some pretty you know straightforward you know questions. Jesus is like Jesus says, you know, no one can be uh, in the kingdom of God unless they're born again. So Nicodemus is going, what? But what? Born? What? What do you mean born again? So he's just stating the obvious. Well, you're not talking about going through your mom's womb a second time, are you? And Jesus' reply was, without saying the word, I don't think anybody's going to question, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> and then he explains, you've got to be born. And then he says this. He says, no one enters the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and of spirit. So everybody is born of water. That's the whole point. And the second portion of that is of the spirit. In other words, when your spirit, when you sinned, your spirit died. I don't care what your age was. That Even though you have a sinful nature, that spirit never had a shot, so to speak, because you're a sinner. You're of the, the children of sinner. You're the great, 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 grandchildren of sinners. And so as soon as your spirit's in, bam, that's it, dead. That same spirit has to be born again, has to be made alive again. That's what being born again is. So it's not the water part that Jesus is referring to here. It's the spirit part. You've got to be born of the Holy Spirit. You've got to be born a second time. It's not just the first. It's a second time. Surely they cannot enter a second time. Jesus said you've got to be born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. What's he talking about? The water part. The spirit gives birth to spirit, big spirit to little spirit. That's the spirit part. It's like, wow, that's so cool, right? But then he drops this thing on there, and this is the line. This is the whole point of the message. Oh, that's nothing. I'm just, I'm just kind of doing a rehash with you there. It's this part. <laughs> this is the part that's just like, what? The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the spirit. Now you think... Well, we can tell a little bit where the wind is now. Yeah, but they couldn't then. And that was obvious. They didn't have the Doppler radar back then, okay? And Jesus makes it very clear. People who are born of the Spirit are like the wind. They go there, they go there, they go there. <laughs> You're thinking, what does that mean? What it means is that everybody who's born again is, get this, an individual. It's not a collective where everybody is doing exactly the same thing all the time. In fact, conformity is not even unity, just so you can know. Unity is when you hang together without the conformity. That's what unity is. And so anybody who's born of the Spirit goes about it the way that the Holy Spirit works in people's lives. And if you think the Holy Spirit works the same way in your life as in my life, you have to live my life for that to be true. You know, you got those expressions, you can't, you know, don't say anything about another person until you walk in their shoes. Well, there's a truth to the reality that you guys don't know how I grew up. You don't know the drugs that I did. You don't know the bad things that I did. You don't know the good things that I did. You don't know any of that. But the Holy Spirit does. And so he's got to guide and direct me the way that he does. And it's got to be done by God's way. And so even though we're smart because we've said yes to Jesus, we're not so smart in the sense that we know everything he's going to do in our lives. He's going to make you look 
the whole point of the process of sanctification is to make you reflect Jesus Christ more and more. You've already said, yes, I accept, I acknowledge, I surrender, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, okay? Your justification is solid. Now do it through the sanctification process where he's making you look like Jesus. He brings you through what you need to go through in order for you to be like Jesus, which is why it's never the same thing that I'm going through because I need something different to be like Jesus. But it's the same Holy Spirit that's creating that operation. That's what Jesus is talking about. You can't just label people and say, it's all this, it's all that. No, it's not. The ways that God does things in our lives is so far beyond. You might be thinking, well, that you know, it's not fair for, for you know me. I spent 30, 40 years as a Christian, and then somebody gets to say yes at the very end, and they still are able to get in. You know, like some people have an actual hard time with that, which is ironic since Jesus taught the parable about the people at the end who only worked one hour and still got the same amount that the people that worked all day, which tells you that you're one of them. But the idea behind that is to grasp that God does what God does when God wants to do it because, get this, he's God. And maybe he has to allow more tragic things in one life than another in order to get the results he wants to get. You don't know. I don't know. And that's why I said that in the beginning of the show. I was trying to make a point. The, the point is that, that as smart as we are for being Christians, and let's just be honest, it's the best decision we ever made to say yes to Jesus. That doesn't stop right then and there, and then everything's the same from here on out. That's exactly the opposite. It's different for everybody, but we're united because we, we have one Heavenly Father, we are redeemed by the same blood of Jesus Christ, and we drink from the same Holy Spirit. But the truth of the matter is the Holy Spirit directs and redirects in ways that we do not understand. And our, our objective is to say, yes, I will obey you. And that's how God makes you to look like Jesus. And your way and my way, I promise you, they're not the same. If you got hit in the head as many times as I did with the hammer that I've been hit with, you would probably look deformed like I do. <laughs> that would be my reference. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. When confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is 
anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we offer up our next trivia question, of which I'm going to give you a hint for. Hmm. What was the third of the plagues with which God punished Pharaoh? Okay, now here's your hint. The answer is in the proverb that Jesus mentioned about swallowing a camel. Mm, that's actually a really good hint for those who know. Uh, what was the third of the plagues of which God punished Pharaoh? Joanne and Cordelia got that right off the bat. Good job, ladies. Uh, and then the the hint is Jesus made a reference or a proverb reference to the swallowing a camel and straining at a. Uh, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email David at he must increase. Dot org. We're going to also send you to the website. Then we come back, we're going to do our DNA. So we're going to break it up just a little differently. We want to send you to the website. Don't forget to check out the new video. Don't forget to check out the Ambassadors Initiative. All that is, just so you can know, is us saying we're going to send you brochures. Then the video tells you, hey, you get the, get the brochure. Totally awesome that you got the brochure. You don't have to sit there and stress that you got the brochure. We're not going to send you a little letter going, what did you do with our brochures? You do whatever you want with your brochure. Their brochures. Just figure it out. All we're asking is that you increase your sensitivity and opportunities to give to people. That's what the whole video says. There's nothing more than that. And then the last thing is, like I mentioned, we got our accounting fees. <coughs> Hold on. I'm swallowing a camel. 
<laughs> so if you have that opportunity uh, to give, we would love that. More than we're going to tell you right now. Uh, but you, the best place to do it is on the website. If you can't do it on the website, reach out to me. There's ways to, to understand how to do that also on the website. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I say I like that one. It's just I need more. I need more. I don't know. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with you, Dave? Right? Is that what you're just? <laughs> nope. Challenge accepted. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do our DNA before we do anything else, just so we can uh, make sure that we get it done. Because I've been so far. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just reading this article for my class about time management, and I just. I just it's hilarious because I'm a big Franklin planner guy, so I like time management stuff. And I just kept writing notes. You have no idea. Only if God lets you do it. I'm just writing all these notes on this paper. I mean, I guess I'll wait to write a report about it. I mean, the professor's going to go. Were, were you having a bad hour or there or something? Anyhow, uh, D, <laughs> our D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily, every day, spend some time with God. You think, well, does it have to be, can it be an hour? Can it be five minutes? Can it be 20 minutes? I don't, whatever. There's no, it's not a time frame. Figure it out. But spend some time with God. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. Even if you don't understand all the theology. I got it. And as you draw closer, you'll get it more and more. But don't be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Because the world wants to shame the word of God. Just so you can know, that bigger trial is coming. That will happen before anything else happens. I promise you it's in, in route. And then A, always be ready to serve, To serve, which is a simple, simple way of saying it's not all about us. <laughs> so It's brutal, but it's true. It is about other people, and it is about the Lord using us. And I, I think when we get to heaven, the Lord's not going to say to us, well, did you take care of yourself only? You know, it's like a, I'm hoping it's more like, you know, did you help? Did you did you share? Did you did you help? Us? Did you know, he knows. He just wants us to be able to answer it. That's, I think you should recognize that. All right. We got that. We got that. One more in the trivia, and then we'll go back. Right. Anything else? We'll do history. In the next go-round, if we end up going to the next go-round. Which was the third of the plagues with which God punished Pharaoh? And your hint was Jesus making a reference that a certain group of people swallowed a camel and strained at a... There you go. And you got to answer that. And our number here, if I can find it with all these papers, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483 if you want to text. Let's go back to the text that we're talking about. So all I'm trying to communicate in this teaching, you're probably wondering, you know, where are you going with this teaching? Where I'm going with this teaching is to help us understand that God's ways are far greater than our ways. And I want to make sure that you understand what I was talking about, about the spirit part of it, and then I'll I'll share this, and then we'll break and and take the caller. But people respond to the Holy Spirit differently. 
Okay. Some people are, very, are much more uh, reserved, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are a lot more animated. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It's almost like how you respond. Listen to this. I think this is a great example. It's almost how you respond to nature. So at our house, whenever there is a tornado discussion on the weather, there's two things that happen right away. Noel goes into the inner room in the house, puts the blanket and all the stuff in there, and then uh, she turns on the news so she can hear every single thing that's happening at that moment about the possibility of a tornado, and uh, that's how she responds to it. And I keep writing because I just don't have time. <laughs> if the tornado's going to come in and sweep me out, fine. I got to do this. I got to finish this. My point in telling you that is we react differently to the same processes because we're people. So the so the Lord knows what to put in our lives to get us to the certain places that we need to get to. The trials have a similarity, but the way that they're implemented in our lives is very different because why? You're an individual. God made you unique. And if you don't think you're unique, then check out your eye scan or your fingerprints, and then you find out they don't match anybody else's. It's like, no, okay. Or your DNA. So inside and outside, you're unique. Ooh, that's good. Inside and outside. All right, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question, and then we'll go back to the teaching that I'm trying to get to. And I don't know if we're breaking. We'll just see what happens. Uh, ready for that? Okay, go ahead and ring. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Joy. I'm, hi, this is who? Joy, J-O-Y. Hi. Yeah, hi, Joy. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. All right, this is a good trivia question, and I hope that hint was helpful. <laughs> what, what was yes, it? Was, it was, it was pretty good, yeah. huh? <laughs> we need to do another one. What was the third of the plagues which God punished Pharaoh with, and it is connected to the swallow a camel proverb? What is that third plague? The gnat? That is correct! Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 Excellent job! That's exactly it. So, And Jesus said they swallow a camel but strain it at the gnats. And gnats are just these, you know, they're so annoying, right? That was one of the plagues. Is they, they were There was gnats all over the place in Egypt, just not in Israel. Just not amongst Goshen where the Israelites were. It's amazing. Excellent job, by the way. Thank you. You are welcome, and thank you for calling the show. What a blessing. Sure. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Great job. All right, there we go. She got it. Nats. Nats that. Nats that. Okay, that didn't work. Yeah, that's a buzz. Uh, what am I doing? All right. All right, let me go back to this now. <laughs> okay, now listen. Why am I saying all this? This is why. Okay, I and I do this a lot, and I think it's important. Isaiah fifty-five six through eleven: Seek the Lord while He may be found; call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and He will have mercy on them, and to our God, for He will He will freely pardon. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
It's very, and then let me I'll do the other two verses, and then I'll go back. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This is the nicest way for God to say, you're not smart like I am. I mean, you can say everything you want. You can couch it and do this and do this. God is laying it out in the nicest format. I am really smart, and my ways are really higher than yours, and your ways are not high like my ways, and your thoughts are not like my thoughts. And the reason that we need to recognize that is that when God is doing stuff in our life, it's not our job to evaluate how he's doing. That's the thing. The whole thing is that. That while we're engaging and growing and becoming more and more like Christ, we don't always know what God is operating. He's working in us, and he's working in us to make us reflect Jesus, but we don't always know where all the strings attach. We don't always know where each piece of the puzzle goes that he's working on in us. It's not to say we don't know what God wants us to be like. It's not to say that we don't have any idea what he wants us to do. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about process. And the process of God is so far beyond humanity that God had to create time for, for mankind to even catch it. That's, now, let's just, just think about that one statement. God didn't need time. He's not a linear being. He's an interlinear being. He doesn't need time, but he created time to help us. Now, just think, uh-oh. Just, and just everything else you got from that point, just go, oh, why? Because it's beyond us. But he does all that he does because he loves us. And his ways are higher. His, his thoughts are higher. And for the Christian, we're like, Cool. My thought, I already fight the war in my mind against the enemy. I already understand 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 3 through 5, and 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, where it talks about fighting for the simplicity of keeping the devotions of Christ in our mind. I get that. And God's ways are so far above us that what he's doing so deeply exceeds our perceptions. So it's not that you can't know things of God. Of course you can know things of God. And you can know him as much as God will allow you to know him. But you can't absorb all of him or you'd be him. That ain't going to happen. So that's what I'm I'm trying to get you to focus on. What the Lord allows, why he allows it, what he does has an intent, has a purpose, has a reason behind it. And instead of sitting there and challenging God— Kind of like Job did. Why are you doing this? I don't like it. Maybe we should just say thank you that you're working in me, on me, and for me. And then trust. And kind of leave it there. Not us. We examine to the umph degree. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I I'm t- I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do on- that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign. Yep. Y- you want me to do the number one story, That's ladies right. and gentlemen? You better get ready. Here's what. Here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, Actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay, he nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this trivia question will also have a hint. (laughs) And if you guys don't get this one, I have nothing left. That's all I'm going to say. Here you go. Here's the trivia question. What musical instrument was being played when Elijah had a vision about water being supplied for armies and cattle? 
I'll repeat the question and give you the hint. What musical instrument was being played when Elijah had a vision about water being supplied for armies and cattle? The hint is it's very similar to one of the Marx Brothers. Okay, there you go. Let's see if people can pick up on that one. That's a good one, huh? That is just – is that a good that's, – that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are going to – somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. We are going to hopefully do our uh, history because I spent the time to write it, but you never know. Um, Ready? Let's send them through. Bing, this is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? You're doing good, Gary. We we did some prayers for you guys earlier. I hope you were had a chance to hear that. If not, it'd be on the broadcast. But we're praying for you daily. We want to make sure the Lord really blesses you and gives you strength, okay? So okay, and I've been praying for all of you. And we greatly, greatly appreciate it, just so you can know. Uh, okay, this is a great question, but I think the hint is so funny I just couldn't resist doing it. Here's the question. What musical instrument was being played when Elijah had a vision about water being supplied for the armies and cattle? And then the hint was, it's also one of the Marx Brothers. Harpo? Harp? Yes, yes, that's it. Harp and Harpo. Oh, that is just too funny. It's just like, it's Harpo. Yes, that's the one. Harp and Harpo. I figured, the harp. Yeah, I figured that would get people there, right? That had to help them, right? Right, as opposed to a gazoo or something like that. And, you know, Chico uh, chased the chicks. Yeah, he chased the girls. And yep, yep. And then uh, that's just a classic. The, the, the Marsh Brothers were hilarious. But anyway, excellent job there. That's exactly the answer we were looking for. You did a great job, so we appreciate okay. that. I'll continue to pray for all of you. Okay, and us for you as well. God bless okay. you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, so uh, what a great thing. So we got to do history, and then I'll close it up. So let's do history real quick. Go ahead. Let's go All right, in this day in 1983, Ronald Reagan stuck his thumb in his ear and uh, wiggled his fingers and said to the press, I've been waiting to do this for years. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then uh, on this day, 2004, Randy Johnson pitched a perfect game. And then finally, today is nah, no dirty dishes day. And I have an absolutely great solution for dirty dishes. Uh, it's called paper plates. Okay. So uh, let's just finish up on this. I just want to make sure you understand this. I'll read this little section, and I think you guys will get where I'm heading here. Romans 11, 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of our Lord and who has been his counselor? Who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. God's wisdom and knowledge are way past us. His judgments are way past us. His paths are way past us. So stop trying to guess. 
Stop trying to tell God this is what you're doing or this is what you're not doing. I just had a friend uh, text me and said, you know, what about this and the expansion and so on and so forth. I wrote back. I said, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I just, I have no idea. I want to wait to see what he does. Because I'm not going to tell God how to do it on something that he wants to do. In other words, I, I, I'm going to wait for it. God's ways are better than my ways. I don't even know how to do some of this stuff. It's like, well, let's just see what happens. In other words, there has to be this point where you just, instead of exhausting every possible uh, review and being intricate like with a microscope and using a, you know, a little, you know, you know, little scalpel to try and figure out everything. Sometimes you just got to go, you know what, Lord? You're so much better at this than me. You do this. I'm not going to do it. You, you just let me know. God's ways and the things that he allows in your life have such a purpose beyond you and I seeing, knowing, and understanding that it requires trust on our part. It requires us to say, yes, Lord, and then let it go. And letting it go doesn't mean you exhaust every possible thing first, and then you pray about it and let it go. That's you know that's it's you know that's just phony, right? That just means you gave up. <laughs> okay, that's not letting it go. Letting it go is lifting it up and going. I'm not taking it back. Keep me posted. That's letting it go. That's different, right? But if his ways, his wisdom, his knowledge, his judgments, and his pathways are beyond us, then we trust when he says he has our best interests in mind, and then he does it because he loves us. That's what we do. That's the best we can do. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Destroying everyone. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.